there, I'm Beverly Sartain, and this is the Holistic Coach Legacy Podcast, where you get support in being an impactful and confident coach. In today's episode, we're going to chat with Kristen Westcott, and we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, launching. I share with Kristen that launching is not something I really relate to. And I know other coaches out there feel the same. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode to see how you can make launching feel more creative, more fun, and how you can use copywriting to support your launches. Thanks so much for being here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be here to have our conversation today. Me too. Thank you so much. We were just talking about the Canadian Thanksgiving and all that is entailed with that. So thank you for sharing about that with me. Yeah, absolutely. We have ours much earlier than the Americans. I know. So a lot of times they don't realize. <laughs> I know. I always see the posts and stuff. And then, of course, I'm very connected with people in Canada. So I always get to hear people in our cohorts tell us about it. Um, and then I get to um, look forward to our November Thanksgiving from hearing your story. So I appreciate that. All right. So we are going to talk about... Um, copywriting and launching today. So I, I, I will just say like these are two of your areas and I'm very excited to talk about these areas. Um, I think uh, I'm most excited about like diving into launching and then how copywriting can be used to help launching. Uh, I, I find that a lot of people that we work with because we tend to help people with their coaching skills and then starting of the business that launching feels like this big, big daunting task. Um, And so I'm really excited to have this conversation today because I think it's going to be really valuable for a lot of the people that that listen to this podcast. So the listeners always like to hear a little bit of your backstory. So would love to hear how you got into copywriting and launching. Yeah, well, I think for many people who are, you know, in the online space, especially people starting in the coaching industry, it's, it's a winding road, right? So back when I went to university, I went to university for sociology. Mm -hmm. And so I have my bachelor's and my master's in sociology. And we talk a lot about social justice topics, racism, classism, sexism, ableism, all kinds of different elements of the world that make up how we interact as people today. And from there, I ended up working in a law office for a few years, and I worked in the university setting, um, supporting students with learning skills strategy for a few years. Um, And then through various reasons, I ended up, you know, getting into the online space. And I actually started out um, as a health coach and a life coach. But as with most people who dive into the online space with a passion for something, I had no clue how to run a business. And so I took several courses, right? You know, between 497 and 1997, I was in a couple of those (laughs) courses and um, they all have Facebook groups with them. And so I would go to work and I would come home and I would, you know, be mom to my young kids. And then I would sit down and spend a lot of time in the Facebook groups or on Zoom working with other coaches. And 
you know, before I knew it, I, I had no clients because I wasn't out there marketing my business. I was spending mm-hmm. all my time supporting other coaches. And I thought, hmm, you know, there's got to be something to this. Maybe this was kind of the direction that I was I was supposed to take in the online space. And so I ended up becoming certified as a director of operations, which um, you know, in the online space terms are very fluid here. So it's kind of like an OBM. I would manage the, the projects, the teams, the processes, the launching on the back end, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I did that for a few, a couple of years. And in the midst of that, the pandemic hit. And my kids were three and five when the pandemic hit and they came home. I had no childcare. I was trying to manage the back end of three launches each quarter with three different teams and all of that kind of stuff. And I got really burnt out by the end of 2020. And so I had to start thinking, okay, what is that next iteration for me? I've really gotten away from a business that I love. And right now the business feels like a chore. Um, And I really had to sit back and reevaluate and think, what what does that look like? And it it kept coming up to me, writing, writing, writing. I used to love writing until I finished my master's. And anyone who's been through that process, you know how (laughs) by the time you're done with that, you swear you're never going to write another word again. And so I sat with that and I thought, oh, copywriting doesn't really feel right to me. I really didn't resonate with the um, a lot of the copy that was out there, the launch models that were very predominant in the online space at that time. But in, you know, in addition to the pandemic in 2020, we saw a lot of movements take place and there was a call for something different out there. And that's when I thought, oh, I can really get back to that passion I had for social justice that I spent years researching and writing and learning while I was getting my degree and actually now bring that into the online space where I can show women who just did not feel comfortable with that launching mentality. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel comfortable with the copy they saw out there and everything just kind of felt icky and gross to them, that there was a different way that they could launch, that they could, like I could take all of the knowledge I had from directing those teams for those years and show people how they could do that in a way that felt good to them so that by the time they hit the launch, they didn't, their energy hadn't waned completely to the point where they just didn't even want to keep going. And so that's how I transitioned into copywriting where I was helping people figure out how they can bring that together and find copy that works for them, that speaks to their audience and that they feel completely in alignment with. It's fantastic. I love that journey that you've been on. The, the word that kind of stood out to me was this reiteration you know, or this next kind of reiteration of myself, um, what allowed you to reinvent yourself or, you know, step into a different area? I'm just curious about that. Well, I think, I think for me, it was the fact that I was so close to burnout that it was Mm -hmm. either stop and, you know, go back to corporate or figure something else out or find it, find something new. I just knew I couldn't keep going building a business that I absolutely, not that I didn't enjoy anymore, but that, that I was really dreading, you know, getting up and starting to work on this kind of stuff. And it had nothing to do with the companies I was working for. They were fabulous. It was just a place I was at where I was, you know, felt like I was being pulled in so many different directions with my kids home and homeschooling for the first time ever and managing three teams. And the teams that I was managing were predominantly women who were in the same position I was. And so they couldn't be as responsive and they were missing deadlines and I was trying to rework things and it just became this big ball of chaos. And I thought, if if there's ever a time right. <laughs> to, sh- to shift, it is now before I lose my sanity. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that because I think, you know, part of having a business, part of having an online business is that you really are evolving. You know, it is, it's, it's always unfolding. And I find that the people that are able to adapt 
to that unfolding seem to do better or, or make it more enjoyable for themselves um, than others. So it's just nice to hear that you you had that experience yourself and in, in now stepping into something that feels more heartfelt for you. And I, I appreciate like the talking about the launching and for me, um, I've never really resonated with launching. Um, I don't really resonate with the word launching. And um, I've always just kind of wanted to do it my own way, which is probably probably a common, a common experience for myself is kind of thinking outside of the box. Or I just want it to feel good. And that's what I heard that you said. You know, I want to be able to have the experience of putting my work out there and it feeling in alignment with me and how I would want to present it versus, you know, launching has always felt like there's some formula and you have to do it this way or you're doing it wrong. So as I'm sharing all of this with you, what stands out to you, Kristen? I, you know, what you're saying is something that I hear from so many people. And I think what happens is we kind of get caught in this little online bubble where we're all following very similar people on social media. We're listening to, you know, similar types of podcasts. And we kind of forget that there are other business models out there. We forget that there are many other businesses operating without ever using the launch model that are successful for years and years and years. And that, we don't have to do it this way if it doesn't speak to us, right? For some people, it's great. They love the motto. They love that energy boost. They, they love all parts of it. And for others, they're just like, mm, I want no part of that. And we forget that you can have a very successful business without having to use that, that style, right? Mm-hmm. It's just one option of many that we have available to us. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I feel like you're giving like validation and permission to find your own way to launch. And and maybe it is that way, but maybe it's not that way. And so when you're working with people, how do you help them figure out what's the, the right launch for them? Well, the first thing is we have to talk about what elements of the launch do they like, right? Because it's it's very rarely an all or nothing kind of thing, right? Like my grandmother used to always say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like it's very rarely like that nothing works for you. So you get to kind of look at all of those elements and say, okay, what what do I like? Is there any portion of this that feels good to me? Do I like going live, you know, a couple times a week leading up to the drop of a product? Do I like emails? Um, you know, do I like having collaborative conversations where I go live on other people's Instagram pages or what have you? Really kind of sitting back to think, okay, what do I like about this model and what do I not like about that model? And then giving yourself permission to let go of those pieces that you don't enjoy. And then looking at, okay, with the elements that I do enjoy, what can I do to make that fun, to keep my energy up? And how can I speak to my audience in a way where they're going to understand why I'm so excited about this offer that I I have coming out for them? I appreciate that so much. I, you know, one of the ways that I've done my business is just finding my ways of expressing myself um, that's been really helpful. And I just focus on what are the ways that I like to communicate with people? What are the ways I like to connect with people? What are the ways that I like to express myself? Because expressing myself has been very important to me. Giving myself a voice has been really important to me and my business. And I'm just hearing that sentiment from you that 
it's again, not about making yourself do it some sort of way that you really don't like to do, or doesn't align with how you express yourself, but finding the ways that you do like to express yourself, whether that's writing in an email, or whether that's you know, um, speaking and being visible through a Facebook Live. So I think um, these are just interesting components for people to actually really tap into what's already available to them and what will help them feel like they want to do it because it feels good. Anything else there for you as you hear me say all that? Yeah, I mean, that that part about doing what feels good to you, right, is going to entirely shift your energy. So if you're mm-hmm. doing something that you're like dragging your feet doing that you would procrastinate to the nth degree before you absolutely have <laughs> to get it done, that energy comes through, whether it's in written format or whether or not it's, you know, audio or video, people on the other side of that can really sense the the energy that you're showing up to. And if you're not in that good place, then they're going to receive it in that same way where they're not going to be excited about your offer because you weren't excited about the way you were delivering it. Yes. yes. You know, whereas if it's something that you love and you bring that energy with you, they're going to feed off that energy and get excited along with you about, you know, what it is that you're bringing to the table. Wonderful. So appreciate what you're saying. So now how does the copywriting come, you know, meet up with the launching? Okay, so I, it, depending on the model that you use, there are so many different pieces of copy that you can, you know, you can include from, you know, obviously registration pages for any kind of a webinar or a challenge, right? Thank you pages that you can incorporate more copy in, a sales page, emails, social media captions. I mean, there are so many different elements that we can say are part of copy as part of our launch that you get to pick and choose which of those things you actually want to sit down and craft copy for and what what elements you just want to kind of let go of completely. Interesting. And then how does the conscious copy come into play here? Yes. Okay. So this is one of the, like I said in my story, one of the reasons why I was so hesitant to get into copywriting was because there was a, you know, a certain way, we'll just say that was very predominant in the online space for several years about how you had to you know, agitate all the pain points and, you know, really kind of dig into all of that stuff. And that, I think that's what most of us were feeling really hesitant about. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who was resistant to the launch model was really like, I just don't, that doesn't feel good to me. So when I talk about conscious copy, um, you know, a lot of times you'll hear maybe talk, other people talk about ethical marketing, but I like to say like, mm-hmm. I'm not the ethics police. I'm not here to tell you what is right or what is wrong. What I want people to do is I want them to consciously decide how they're going to do things in their copy that they're writing. And so, for example, a lot of times people will talk about countdown timers. Do we use countdown timers or do we not use countdown timers? Are they you know, too bro markety? Are they too pushy? <laughs> and there's, you know, no right or wrong answer there as long as you're not using fake countdown timers, right? Like mm-hmm. that fake dead ones that reset themselves every time you get a new IP mm-hmm. address. But if you're legitimately, you have a program that's starting on a specific day and you're closing the cart and you want everyone to go through as a cohort, right? And you, then you need to just make the decision about, okay, I am deciding to use countdown timers because it's going to help people make that decision for them, right? A lot of people, especially people with neuro, you know, neurodiversity issues will require something like that to help them make a decision of yes or no. And then other people will consciously say like, 
no, it's just, it doesn't fit well with me. I don't really like them. They may be triggering some anxiety in me and I'm not going to use them. So there's no right or wrong as to whether you use them. It's making the decision consciously about what you feel is right for you and your audience for that particular offer. And just because you choose not to use it one time doesn't mean that you're set to never, ever use that again. And that, that's just one example, right? So a lot of times we can, again, choose to look at what kind of story we're going to include in our copy on our sales page. And in some of our copy, we might get more vulnerable and we might get deeper and we might talk a little bit more about some of that pain that we experienced. And then in other elements of copy, you might choose to be less vulnerable or not go as deep. But each time you have to consciously make that decision about what you're going to include or exclude in, in that process for you. Well, I appreciate these different, you know, um, almost strategies that you're giving in terms of, like, it sounds like just thinking about the process in a very conscious way, um, and then thinking about the the verbiage or the stories or, you know, the, the content that's being communicated in a really conscious way. So um, when you're working with somebody, how do you support somebody in starting to write their own conscious copy. So I think there's a couple of elements to it. And one is to really think about, okay, how does this benefit my audience? Right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's the model out there where the goal is you put ad money behind it and you just get as many people to buy that initial product as you can, right? But then you constantly need more buyers. So you constantly need more ad dollars. And the, there's the other people that are like, okay, it doesn't matter to me how many people I'm attracting, but I want to make sure I'm attracting the right people and I'm actually getting them a transformation, that they're actually finishing the program we started, that they're going to get that transformation that I promised on the sales page. And I think once you look at that, and those are typically the people I work with that are the ones that are really, the impact is what matters Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. And so once once you get that into that mindset, then you're starting to think, with every element that you're writing is, okay, what does this person need to hear in order to help them make a decision about whether this is right for them or not? So the goal isn't to get every single person who lands on that page to buy or register. The goal is to help the person who lands on that page make the decision of this is right for me or this is not right for me. And Mm so as you're working through all the elements of sitting down and trying to figure out what do I include and what stories do I want to tell, that's always at the forefront of your mind. Is this person that I'm that I want to attract, right? My ideal client or my avatar or whatever terminology you're you're used to, is what is it that they need to feel supported to make a decision that makes them feel really good? I have to say that just listening to you talk about this, like I have so much confidence in you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, like I love how you're talking about this and like I really get, Kristen, that you understand the process that people are going through. And so I just I want to acknowledge you for you just I can tell you're so in alignment with the work that you're doing and it just it's just radiating off of you. So oh, well, how do you, you. receive that? <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice to hear. You don't often get that kind of feedback. So thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's really cool. Um, you know, if I were somebody listening, I would feel like I have a lot of confidence in you helping me with this process. So, and I think that's how we want people to experience us. And, and that's how I'm experiencing you right now. So where would somebody need to be? This is kind of coming up for me right now as we're talking. In terms of like where they're at in the business, 
when does it actually make sense to hire somebody in terms of really helping them with their their launch process? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many different people that weigh in on this, but where I sit <laughs> in that is that if you're brand new to business, if you're brand new to launching, you've never done it before, then you absolutely should be writing your copy yourself. The reason I say that is not to add more stress to your plate on something that is already brand new for you, but it's because you need to have that engagement with your audience. You need to have that interaction. And often you're still figuring out your messaging yes. for that particular offer. So you might know your your overall brand messaging or you know your, your core values, but every single offer we put out there has different messaging behind it because we're, we're targeting a specific transformation in each offer. And so until you've, you've played around with that and you've you know, run your first couple of groups or workshops or had your first you know, couple of sets of people purchasing through some kind of a sale or something, you're not going to know what messaging is landing with that particular demographic that you're looking to work with. And if you do, if you hire a copywriter too early and they're working on your assumptions of what your people are thinking or feeling or experiencing, they're going to go and draft all that copy in that way. And then you might have to have them rewrite it again, which can be an expensive endeavor, depending, especially depending on the cost of the product that you're selling or the service that you're selling. And so it's always great to do it first yourself and find that messaging and interact with your audience and get that feedback from those first few people that you're bringing into your coaching program or whatever to really understand where they were when they made that buying decision before you hire somebody else to maybe kind of redo that launch copy for you. That's really good feedback. So I heard um, branding messaging, I heard core values and then I'm also hearing like getting the feedback of where people were before and then maybe where they are now. Are there any other things that you think people that are starting off newer um, might want to take note of in terms of, you know, creating their own content? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is don't get all caught up in like a specific formula that you see out there, right? So especially mm -hmm. if you're writing your, let's say a, a sales page for the very first time, you're, a lot of people are on their, on Google or buying templates or what have you. And that's when you can start to put too much pressure on yourself. That, that energy that we were talking about earlier in this episode starts to kind of deflate. And before you even get that product out there, you're exhausted from trying to write that sales page. So I would say, if you've never done the sales page before, if you've never done that, launched that product or offer before, it's very simple for you to sit and do a video for a sales page, right? Mm -hmm. You could sit there and you can speak directly to your audience, get those first few people in through a video, and then you can pull elements out of that video for the for the text portion of the sales page and go from there before you go and craft, you know, I'd say if you're going to do anything, spend time on the heading because we all know that's what's going to keep people's attention on your page and get them to watching that video and your call to action buttons. But other than that, I would focus less on the formula and more on engaging um, from that, that good energy, right? That really positive energy about the offer. That's incredible feedback because I think this is what happens when it comes to launching and copywriting. Like it all becomes so logistical for people that 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 energy of like the passion and the purpose and and the bigger why it goes away 
And then people don't put themselves out there when really, to me, that's the most important thing is that you're connecting and you're expressing, um, you know, this purpose and passion that you have around these, these topics. So I just appreciate what you're saying here so much. And also it speaks to that thing that we spoke about, just this like unfolding and that there's a journey here. Like you said, winding road. Um, you're not going to have it all figured out right away. It's not all going to be, uh, you know, streamlined right away. And just giving yourself the dignity of your own process and, and letting yourself have the learnings so that you can course correct and you can refine as you go. I think like that's the mindset that's really required when it comes to launching something. Yeah. And I think What's we put our, a lot of pressure on ourselves to have these really amazing sales pages when in reality, that is just one component of the launch and people aren't going to get to your sales page unless they've already, they've connected with you in another format. And so take that pressure off yourself and know that the sales page might be the, the thing that gives them the details for those detail oriented folks that want to know all the hows and the number of calls and that kind of stuff. But the majority of the people that get to your sales page are only getting there because they've interacted with you in another capacity. And so mm -hmm. whether that's because you love blogging and you've put your heart and soul into blogs and they've really gotten to know you and your, your vulnerability through that, or whether or not, again, there's someone you've connected with doing lives or coffee chats or networking or what have you. Most people are only going to click through to your sales page when they feel comfortable and confident with you as the person who's going to be supporting them through that. And so once you understand the role of the sales page in that piece, you can really take the pressure off yourself knowing that very rarely are we sending cold traffic to our sales page. We are warming them up through some capacity, which is interacting with you and your personality. And so take comfort in that, that the people that have said yes to getting, even clicking onto your sales page are interested because of you and, and your warmth and your engagement with them in prior interactions. I take comfort in that. <laughs> I take absolute comfort in that because I have to say, you know, our sales pages, none of them are ever fancy or have been fancy. Um, and I really appreciate what you're saying because for me, it's much more on the front end of connecting with people and people understanding just my essence and what we're putting out there. And like, that's much more important to me than, than how the sales page looks um, to people. So I really appreciate everything that you're saying. Um, I think we've gotten some really great tidbits here of, of how this all works. Um, and lastly, I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I know you had mentioned this to me, um, and I think it just would speak to a lot of our um, holistic coaches and people that listen, is this, this idea of sharing copy uh, on, on a sales page or on your website that is more of a vulnerable nature. Um, I know that you've you've mentioned to me, and this is something for, that you obviously gave permission for us to talk about. Um, when there's anxiety or depression or trauma, mental health, substance use. I mean, I think uh, that's been my backstory. And I'm always very transparent um, about my story. And honestly, almost every person I talk to connects with me about that story. Um, and so I'm curious in terms of sharing more vulnerable parts of our, our story and our copy, um, what feedback you might give us there. Yeah. So I, 
Yes, you and I have had this conversation. I'm very open about it. And you can read on my website that I, I've dealt with anxiety and depression. And for a while, I was pretty resistant about letting people know that. I didn't want it to be seen as a weaker thing. I didn't want people to not trust my ability to deliver mm-hmm. because I you know, struggle with these kinds of mental health challenges. Um, but what I've learned over my time in the al- online space is that that's what makes you human. That's what makes people connect with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things I hear a lot from coaches, particularly if you're using the launch type model is, how does this set me apart from everyone else doing the same thing? Because again, we're in our own bubble and to us, it seems like a million other people are doing what we're doing when in reality, that's not the case. But the the thing I always come back to is letting is saying, yeah, but nobody has your story. Nobody does it your way. Nobody has the combination of your skills, education, mm-hmm. and experience except you. And so people will work with people that they connect with. And it's not necessarily going to be that they connect with the fact that you're offering a 12-week program with this particular transformation and bi-weekly coaching calls. They're connecting with you and your story and how you're going to be able to support them. And for many people, what they're connecting with might have nothing to do with your coaching on. I don't coach people through depression. I'm not a I'm not a therapist, right? I'm not I don't have any medical training. But with my background of understanding that, I can certainly support someone who's anxious through how to put together that launch piece yeah. because they understand that that's how I work. I every week have to build in pockets of time just in case I do have, you know, challenges with my anxiety in one particular week and and things like that. And so if I hadn't shared any of that information with people online, then somebody else who has that experience, who might be a little bit more anxious about those kinds of things, might never have had that chance to connect with me. And so you don't have to release your deep, dark secrets out there into the online space, but whatever level you're comfortable with, I invite you to weave those stories into different elements of your copy, whether it's social copy, email. Email I find is one of the easiest ways to start because it's a a list that's already signed up to say they want to hear from you. Um, And so it's just a few people that are going to be going through and hearing your story or whether it's a a blog post or sharing on a, a podcast or what have you then people can start to really understand how you do things a little bit differently than maybe the other person with the exact same title out there in the online space. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I I could absolutely see like that I would want to work with you um, if I was having some, if I knew that about you and then I knew like that launching is going to make me anxious in some sort of way, um, then it really makes sense to me. You would be an even better fit, even on top of like the amazing skills that I feel like you've demonstrated for us today. So I just, I really appreciate that just obviously because, you know, sharing my story over the last 16 years has been a big part of, it's why I do the business. You know, it's, it's to have like, overcome these life challenges and to now be purposeful and prosperous and just feeling so peaceful and abundant and, you know, intending to support other people uh, on a similar path. So um, my journey is such a big part of the work that I do that to me, that's conscious copy. You know, um, it's me being very conscious of, of sharing the truth of who I am with people and, and, um, Anybody that resonates that with that comes in and people that don't resonate with that, then don't come in and that's okay. 
So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, well, we're coming to the end here. I'm curious if you could tell people a bit more about how they could um, contact you or work with you. Yeah. So I am predominantly on LinkedIn. I've left Instagram because it was triggering my anxiety. So if you want to connect with me, hop over to LinkedIn and send me a, a DM there or a connection request and we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but in terms of how to work with me, you can absolutely check out my website, which I know will be put in the show notes. It's just kristenwestcott.com. Um, and we could talk about what kinds of copy support you are needing in your business. For some people, it might be that sales page that's really kind of holding them up on getting the product out there. Or for others, it might be the constant, the feeling that they need to constantly be producing content. So mm. um, one of the other ways to avoid launching, right, is to to build a, a back-end funnel or a lead generation system through content that is just bringing people into your email list and into your sphere so that you can have those conversations with them. So I do blog post packages for people who um, want to produce content, but aren't quite sure how they're going to add one more thing to their plate mm -hmm. as well. So that's one of the um, most common ways people work with me. Fantastic. Well, I hope that anybody listening that is feeling any sort of nudge to connect with you that that they do so. Um, we'll have all your contact information in the show notes. I think that you've, you've offered us some really great information here, and I would love for people to take it one step further and now figure out how they're going to do the conscious copy and or like what their launch is going to look like and how to use the copywriting to support that. Um, so in terms of legacy, what are you hoping uh, to leave behind in regards to the work that you're doing into the world? Yeah, it's it's twofold. So in terms of the copy space and shifting, trying to get more people in the online space, focusing on conscious copy, I have two daughters. They're currently six and eight. And my hope or my legacy is that by the time they are teenagers, they are not being marketed to in that very bro marketing type mm -hmm. launch style marketing that makes them feel not good enough that we are shifting more to being more conscious about the copy we're putting out there in the online spaces, particularly when we're focusing on women who we tend to play on their emotions. So that's the first legacy is for really kind of geared towards women and the way we market to them. Mm -hmm. um, the second part though is because I do have anxiety um, is really to help other anxious entrepreneurs find a way for their business to work for them, right? Like I said, picking mm -hmm. the elements of the launch that work for you and letting go of the rest so that I find so many business owners get to the point where they're feeling way too anxious about things that they think that they it's not for them. They're not cut out to be a business owner or you know work in the online space. And that's not the case. You just have to find the methods and the strategies and the techniques that work for you and balance that with the permission to let everything else go. And so that is the second part is I really want to help people with anxiety, depression, whether it's diagnosed or not, yeah. just to kind of be able to see how they can adapt the, the messages that we're constantly getting in the online space to be something that works for them. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being visible and like having this conversation so that I can be more conscious in the copy that I use. And, you know, for me, like being the truth of who I am and sharing the truth of who I am with people is, is ultimately what drives me. And so I'm always intending to come from that place, but a conversation like this helps me align even more, Kristen, 
with doing that in service to, you know, what, what you're sharing with us here. Um, and also, you know, just your sentiments about anxiety and depression. And, and it's not that you're not cut out for it. It's about finding your ways of doing it. And I really appreciate, you know, just your willingness to talk about these things so that we can bring more consciousness to other people. So thank yes. you so much. Well, yeah. thank you for allowing me to, to speak with your audience today about that. Yeah, I, it's been wonderful. I'm, I'm just thrilled about what came through in our conversation today. And again, encouraging people to reach out to you and take a next step. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. If there's only one thing that you take away from today's episode, it is the concept of conscious coffee. Knowing that you can be conscious about how you launch, knowing that you can be conscious about what you put on your website, knowing you can be conscious about how you communicate with your clients. That's a fantastic concept to take and apply in some sort of way. Thanks again for listening. We hope that you come back and listen again next week. And remember that you can be purposeful and prosperous at the same time when you go for that legacy of loving. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you so much. And check out the show notes for further connection. Much love to you. Thank you.